Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Real herbs, real life, real easy. Now, a word from our sponsor. This show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, helping you find print and online marketing solutions that fit your needs. Visit them at huntercreation.com. Whether your focus on herbs is driven by ecology or sustainability concerns, cost, or limitations beyond your control, being able to adapt your recipes to fit your local weeds makes for powerful good medicine. Today we're talking with herbalist Anna Rosa Robert-Sotir about her favorite Icelandic herbal formulas and how to adapt to the resources you have available. Now here are your hosts, Candice Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Welcome, Anna Rosa. We're so happy to have you back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to be back, too. <laughs> yes. And you brought four formulas with us to talk about. I'm so excited. <laughs> I Are these you formulas that you based on herbs from your book? Yes, those, those formulas are all in the book. Basically. Oh, they're in the book, too. Yeah, oh, they're nice. Right. And the name of the so, book is Icelandic Herbs and Their Medicinal Uses. Just in case anyone didn't right. catch that yeah. already. Yeah, it's a fabulous book. We have a review for, of it on our website, and we gave it two thumbs up. Yay! <laughs> So one of the things I liked about your book's formulas was they're simple but powerful. Well, thank you. Um, well, I tend to think quite simplistically. I don't think in simple, so I don't use just a simple herb usually. Mm-hmm. I do tend to mix like three or four or five together, which is uh, partly the way I was taught. Uh, and I also like to think that they... they it's, like, it's a bit like cooking. If you think of yeah. making a, a pasta sauce, I mean, you will have the tomatoes and you will add some spices to it. And you just don't, you don't just use the tomatoes. You will need the spices. Same thing with the herbs in herbs. We do need to add them together to get it so it's more effective. Right. Uh, so I used to go by that. I know there's a, there's a lot of debate about that in, in the States as well as in many other countries, but it's, and it depends on the culture always. But I just like it. I like to put three or four things together. Yeah, and it's that small number that was what I really liked. Is like one of the formulas I looked at had yarrow, thyme, and angelica. Simple, Mm -hmm. just three herbs. I can get my hands on that. Uh Well, my my formulas I usually always done for the public, for that that is easy for anybody to either pick them or buy them and just do it themselves because that's what herbalism as well. I mean, I yes, I work in a clinical setting with uh, all kinds of horrific diseases and all that, but mostly you should do preventative stuff with your family and community. Right. You should yeah. help your, yourself, all those easy things to actually prevent them getting worse. Then yes. you end up at my doorstep or your doorstep after 20 years. But stop that gastritis, gastritis in the beginning. And, and yes. it's an easy thing to herbs if you change your lifestyle your food a little bit and then take herbs it's, it's just right it's fairly easy in my opinion but not when you've had it for 20 years that's a different thing so uh, i like lots of simple formulas uh, as a preventive thing that anybody can make and the one for gastritis was one that you were going to share with us right uh-huh. yeah that's right uh, i use meadow sweet 
which is uh, it grows it's in abundance here in Iceland. There's a lot of it, and that's uh, one of one of the herbs I try to use uh, as much as possible, simply mm-hmm. because it's so available. I love I love it. that herb. Mm-hmm. It's a nice music. I wasn't sure if, if is it that common to use it in the states though. Is it? It's it not really very common. Yeah, it's it really depends. not. But it I mean, be. I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. don't. It's easy to grow in the area that we live in as well. It tastes good. It tastes I good. It's got it. you know yeah. sweet. Yeah. 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 It's very it smells effective. like roses a little bit. Um, I just love it. It's very uh, anti-inflammatory, basically. Yeah. And what it also does, I think, is that it lowers. Well, it's said to both lower and higher the uh, the acid acid in the stomach. Right. Um, that's uh, one one of the uh, teaching about it. But um, I use it for lowering it. And I, I in the recipe in the book, it's two parts of metal. I talk in parts instead of well, you can say as well tablespoon, for example, mm-hmm. two tablespoons of uh, meadow sweet. And we are talking about the dried cut herb here. Okay. And then I use one part Iceland moss, which mm. I'm afraid you would have to buy in your area. Yeah. Do not go yes. there. Uh, and then I use one part latest mantle. Does that mm-hmm. work? Properly? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice shade plant. Once you put it in your garden, if you have a little bit of shade, then it's going to go crazy. Yeah, it didn't like the sunny spot in right. my garden. No, it likes shade. Yeah. <laughs> And it can get pretty big. So it grows pretty well in, in Iceland? Yes, it's, it grows wild. All of the herbs I'm talking about are wild, not in the bad. So, yeah, it's fairly common, I would say. Mm-hmm. So we, we have two parts meadowsweet, one part Iceland moss, and one part latex mantle. And what I like to do is, let's say it's tablespoon, those parts, then we put four tablespoons there. I will put that in a thermal flask. And, uh, and I'll direct my patients to do that. Put it in a thermal flask in the morning and drink it during the day. So, so a thermal flask would be like one of those glass or plastic tea mugs, exactly, for better word, yes. that have yeah, well, the double layer mugs. so that when you hold it, it doesn't feel hot, but inside you've got boiling water and it's just fine. But it's not, it's not one of those tea mugs. It's actually a okay. flask. It's actually a bottle, which is like... Like a thermos. Thermos. Thermos is yeah. the word for it. Sorry. Yeah, like <laughs> a thermos. You should have seen all of her faces. What, what? is she talking about? What's <laughs> this magical thing? Well, I first thought thermos when I read it, and mm-hmm. I kept thinking that. And then when you said flask today, the I've got one of those little tea mugs, the double wall right. tea. I, that's what I thought of, and I thought, huh. I have a question. I have a question. So since the show is about, you know, ingredients that aren't in our area, what does Iceland moss have in it that would be local like to Oregon? Oh, think? a substitute? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there isn't really one, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, we have moss it? everywhere. Not, here. We have moss, but Icelandic moss is not actually a moss. That's a, it's a lichen. It's a lichen. The thing yeah. is with Iceland moss is that it has both bitters and mucilaginous in it, and that's mm-hmm. a very rare combination in right. herb, I think. Maybe marshmallow. So I'm not so sure if you would have anything similar. Marshmallow? So, 
No, but that doesn't have the bitter. That's the yeah. thing. So You'd have to have a couple of herbs salt. to substitute. Yeah. Just so, go yeah, get yeah, some Icelandic moss. Okay, so That's we'll need it. But if you're... We'll need a source for that then. We'll need a source oh, for that. Yeah. You can use <laughs> yeah. things like calendula. You can, no, I mean, you can um, use marigold calendula instead. That's a nice bit. Oh, so okay. Okay, perfect. Very, very good for gastritis. So just to make it more simple, have one part calendula instead. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's... And it's easily available in the pad, yeah? Okay. Yeah. And all for adjusting recipes when needed. <laughs> it just won't be as dense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you just put all, all four herbs into the therm- therm- thermos and, mm-hmm. uh, and drink it during the day and just keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. Until the conditions eased are gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Usually, you have to change your diet a little bit too. But oh, yeah. no, never. Oh, that's not the American way. <laughs> I just want to take a well, pill. Like, <laughs> see what happens. You never know. Uh, also, another thing is if you use calendula and metasweet together, I mean, the reason for gastritis is often the bacteria called Helicobacter pylori. Um, Do you know that one? It's um, the reason for gastritis is that bacteria, Helicobacter. Oh. There is, that is the reason for gastritis quite often, a, p- a particular bacteria, which I'm not pronouncing very well. But yeah, both metasweet and calendula have been researched, and, and they kill that bacteria. So. Oh, okay. Ah, nice. Oh, it's, it's the nice. bad bacteria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's called helico uh, something. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's not very the well known causing gastritis. Mm. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll remember it inappropriately later on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When we're not recording. So that one's a tea, basically, that you're yeah. making so there. Huh? Or the other formula is a tea, too? They're all teas. It's all, oh, all teas. Okay. Book. All right. And that makes but you it. Could, if you, but if you have tinctures, you can easily just make, you can just use tinctures instead in terms of um, the parts, two parts of the tincture, one part of the tincture, and then you mm-hmm. just take a teaspoon. Okay, Makes a teaspoon a day of the tincture? No, a teaspoon three times per day. Three, three times a day, okay. Mm-hmm. Depends on the strength. I use. I make my tinctures, I make them with fresh herbs, and then it's usually a tablespoon per day. Oh, three times okay. per day. That makes sense. It's a lot higher doses usually uh, in the States, which is in drops usually. Two part medicine, one part Icelandic, one part ladies' mantle. Yeah. Or calendula instead of ice lunch. Right. Yeah. All right. What are the other formulas? That's another one. Uh, another one I have, which is, well, directly linked to gastritis, is T for flatulence. T for flatulence. flatulence. To cause or to stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you need super... Because that could be a really good <laughs> April Fool's joke. Yeah, yeah, it's like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what's in this uh, T for... To prevent flatulence. Yes, deep to prevent it. Uh, I use one part of uh, caraway seeds. Caraway seeds, okay. Yes, you could use also cumin seeds. They, mm-hmm. they work equally. Uh, I, I use uh, one part of uh, creeping thyme, which is uh, indigenous here in Iceland, but you would just use uh, a normal variety, the garden mm-hmm. thyme. Right. Thyme is sufficient. Yeah. And then yeah. I use one. Yeah. And then I use one part of angelica seeds. Okay. 
Angelica, Archangelica. That's what you're talking yes, about, right? Okay. But I don't think the seeds, unless you have it growing in your garden, you can harvest the seeds in, in the fall or in the summer, late summer. But uh, generally, you cannot buy the seeds. They don't sell them. So instead of angelica seeds, you could use like fennel seeds. That would oh, give a nice yeah. taste to it. Fennel. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And sure. very easily available and cheap as well. Right. So Get these are the grocery all- store. So what I'm noticing between the angelica and the caraway is that both of those are for reducing, um, it speeds digestion and reduces the wind or what do they call that? Helps you you process the oil too. Yeah. Yeah. Gallbladder. Yeah. Prevents the cramps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. colonic cramps that kind of thing yes. so it's very linked to the spritis uh, mixture mm-hmm. and you could mix it all together as well if you want to that's the one way of doing it if you have both gastritis and uh, you get a lot of wind oh yeah then you can add some of the seeds to the gastritis formula and then mix it all together that makes so sense yeah. Sim- huh? yeah okay so, so those three items so one, how many parts caraway? Two parts? One part caraway. One. No, no, one part caraway, one part thyme, and one part, uh, well, let's say fennel instead of angelic. Okay. So it's just one of each, equal amounts. Okay. All right. That's good. So it sounds to me like one of the key parts to figuring out how to adapt a recipe for your own local environment is to look at what the each of the herbs is doing within the formula. Like like meadowsweet was an analgesic. And if you don't have access to meadowsweet but you do have willow bark, you could maybe substitute the willow bark. Does that sound? You could do that. Yeah, well, I would I would think of it more as an as an anti-inflammatory in that case. But uh, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. you can willow willow would be good actually. Yeah, definitely. I think you're totally correct there. Okay. So on that recipe there, did you say to grind the seeds? Did you? Say oh yeah, to are you cracking how, the seeds? Or? How do you? How do you? How do you, uh, you I actually don't. I just because if you put them in the hot water, I don't, and it's it infuses all day long. I don't. Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. But if you okay. want to crack it. Yeah, mortal by all means do, no problem. Right, but it will get it, a little musky, though, if you crack them up. Yeah, but it will get most of the things out, I think, during the day. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, what I tell my patients as well is, when you, you sieve it, when you, you pour it into the cup, but then you add the herbs back into the herbs. You keep them in all day long. Okay. Yeah. You don't just take it after half an hour and then drink tea for the rest of the day. You mm-hmm. actually add them to water again and we keep on getting things out of them all day long right you do so you pour them in your you put the herbs into the thermos you pour the water on top Uh of them and then throughout the day you sieve out a cup every few hours or whatever Mm -hmm. and the herbs which come out you just put them again always Mm -hmm. yeah and you can i mean and then add some more hot water later on in the day if it's too strong and you want some more you can do that or throw some more herbs into it i generally do that instead because i like lots of strong herbs Mm -hmm. so i have a pot going on on all day long and i just add more herbs during the day if i want some more later on Mm -hmm. 
What about the other? You had another recipe. The one for arthritis. Yes, yes, which is very common here in Iceland. And actually, we have a lot of herbs for a lot of herbs are for arthritis, whereas we are sorely lucky in others, but lots for arthritis. I use um, in Iceland uh, one of the few trees we have is downy birch. So that's a small birch, and it's like a bush. Uh Yeah. Downy birch, yeah. We have this joke I usually tell tell when I'm teaching, and it's perfectly true. And the joke goes something like that. What do you do when you get lost in an Icelandic forest? You stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's what you do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. But you might want to substitute that downy birch to your own silver birch. Yeah. It's very true, though. It's not just a joke. You just don't think you get lost. For your birch, are you using the buds, the leaves, the bark, twigs? What? I use the, I use the leaves, actually. Okay. Anything. Yeah. For we use potilla, birch. When I we use birch a lot in our clinic for foot soaks. Yeah, yeah it's just uh-huh. and for diabetic ulcers and things like that. It's a good yeah, friend. That'll be very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Birch bark very is good. very easy to buy here, and mm-hmm. finding uh-huh. a birch tree is easy. Easy, yeah. yeah. Good. You're only using the bark. You're not using the leaves, are you? I'm. I'm actually have used the buds, the uh-huh. twigs, yep. the bark. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. the leaves. The leaves are the easiest. Yeah, yeah. I use the leaves for tea, but when I do the tincture, I always pick some bud and then cut up some sprigs, uh, twigs as well. Right. And so we have the luxury of just uh, having people notify us, oh, we have a birch that's got a limb down, so we're not cutting anything. <laughs> yeah, you're um, just going and taking the limb. Taking the it up. Yeah, after a windstorm. So it's Love really that. simple for us. Yeah, yeah. So what else beside the birch? Uh, yarrow. Ah, uh, yarrow. yarrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love yarrow. Yarrow's well, good for everything. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It really is good for everything. And, and one of the things it's particularly used for is arthritis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I stick one part of horsetail into it as well. Yeah. Uh, I have found horsetail to be quite specific for osteoarthritis more than other types of... Rheumatoid. Okay. Yeah, for osteoarthritis, more mm-hmm. than the rheumatoid one. Mm-hmm. Is there so, something you find that's better for rheumatoid? Um, I would use all the other three more for that, but uh. I have, I have add horsetail specifically. I've seen mm-hmm. that, uh, I've seen chances. Osteoarthritis is very common here, and people mm-hmm. do a lot of manual work. Uh, and uh, Combine that with the cold. Yeah. When I've started with a formula without it, and when I've with tinctures and teas, and when I've added it after like uh, maybe two weeks or a month, then you can see changes just mm-hmm. by adding still I've seen that happening a number of times, so mm-hmm. I'm quite quite happy with it for still like this. And then one part meadow sweet again. There you go. Uh, There's your meadow sweet. Uh, very yeah. common for arthritis as well. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at your formula and thinking, ooh, that's kind of astringent, but your meadow sweet addition kind of balances out there. Yeah, it's a bit astringent too, but it's a nice tasting one, I think. What yeah. I would add to it, uh, because in those recipes, I'm sticking to only Icelandic herbs. 
But right. I would recommend sticking a, a fresh piece of ginger into it as well. Ginger, uh, yummy. Yeah. So ginger is nice and warming too. Very nice for arthritis. It's also very good for uh, for pain. as an energy, as for pain in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been researched quite a lot for pain. Oh yeah. So uh, you can well you can stick turmeric into it as well if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. You can yeah. do all sorts of things, but I mean that as a basic uh, recipe, and then add uh, things like ginger or turmeric into it would give it a nice taste, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that would help. Yeah, I love ginger. I I have a chunk of it almost every day. Yeah, me too. I love it too. <laughs> it's one so, of my favorites. So, if yeah. you want to prevent arthritis and actually, more importantly, focus on the health of like your nails, your hair, and I mean that kind of dovetails into also healthy joints. Right. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, my teeth for hair and nails would I would add nettle to that, and then I would probably have horsetail and birch as well. All very well known for both hair and nail. So wait, you're oh. adding nettle and horsetail well, to? I, I, mean, I would probably have two parts of horsetail for for hair and nail, and mm-hmm. one part nettle and one part birch. Okay, one part birch again. Okay. All three herbs are quite, uh, quite uh, commonly, has, have been quite traditionally used for, for growing hair and nail. Mm-hmm. Do you have a lot of people with brittle hair and, and nails in yes. Iceland? Yes. Why is that? It's quite dry as well. Oh, it's dry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also we have a lot of vitamin D deficiency here because it's uh, no oh, yeah. sun. Now it's time for a real Herbalism Radio sponsor break. Hunter Creation is a full-service graphic design studio. They offer design for print like business cards, brochures, and large format banners. They also offer design for web specializing in self-hosted WordPress sites, e-commerce, and single splash pages. To top it all off, they can get just about anything printed for you at amazing prices whether or not they do the design work. Visit their site at huntercreation.com for more information. Now, back to the show. So that's a, uh, one of the side effects of having uh, low vitamin D is brittle dry hair and nails? Well, dry skin more, if anything, but I've seen the other two, yes. Uh-huh. But uh, so definitely you see it in the dry skin, and the nails often go with it. Uh-huh. I remember when I was low in vitamin D and I have sensitive nails, so they're not very strong in general. Mm-hmm. And the minute I started taking vitamin D, they started growing better. Mm-hmm. Definitely a deficient. In, that was measured. I was deficient, even though I was eating all the salmon and everything else. It's just not enough here in the northern part. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to supplement more or less because there's never any sun. Yeah, <laughs> you, you guys have a much more limited sun yes. like number of days of, of bright sun than we do. So are you and eating I, a lot more mushrooms in order to supplement your vitamin D? Uh, no, not, no. I mean, we don't have uh, Icelandic mushrooms a lot, but you will only get the, uh, you will uh, not get the correct vitamin D by eating the mushrooms anyway. Because you, you need to, like 2,000 IUs. At least. Yeah, at least, least, yeah. I mean, I I mean, I shouldn't be deficient because I'm outside picking, harvesting for three months of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, you're when you're harvesting in Iceland, you're like covered. I mean, you're, you're covered to, to, 
like you you're not barehanded or anything because it's usually cold yeah so, you're covered so it's not like a it's not like a large part of your body which are uncovered what you don't go and get into a bikini to go harvesting? <laughs> <laughs> Tell her secrets. <laughs> uh, wow, those are some pretty good formulas. Yeah, and it's it's nice and adaptable. Yeah, very adaptable. Yes, but maybe I was just thinking while we were talking. One thing I should maybe uh, mention, uh, which uh, is um, used a lot here, are berries. 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 Bilberries and crowberries. It's yeah, I noticed crowberries. They looked really neat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get those at the grocery. <laughs> no, definitely. It's wow. a, They're like very, very traditional. And here people are still picking berries. It's a tradition to go in the fall and actually pick berries. I pick yeah. like 30 liters every year of bilberries to, to have in my porridge every morning. Nice. So, oh. So it's very nice for that. And there's lots of berries everywhere. You cannot pick too much usually. I mean, croppers are literally over, all over the countries. And the tradition with the croppers is that you make a syrup out of it. And then you use it for iron deficiency. So if you can get them. So and those who are very keen pick them anyway. Uh, and, uh, but yes, you can buy it and then make it make it yourself out of it. And it's simple; it's not difficult to do. And okay. it's very much the tradition. I mean, that's what you, I mean. I grew up with having to pick the berries. That was just not an option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they look like they'd be pretty easy to pick. They're just these big, huge, dark, purplish yeah. blue berries. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very low ground though. You, you cannot. You have to sort of crawl around picking right. it. But, uh, mm-hmm. but no, it's very easy and lots of it too. And they're not as sensitive as as bilberries. Yeah, nice. Yeah, what one of the traditions that seems to have fallen out over the past few generations in our country is going out doing like the mushrooming or the berry picking. I mean, I remember yeah. my grandparents talking about that. My parents yeah. never did it. We yeah. did it. Yeah. We live out in the yeah. farm. Oh, that, that, that's why it's such a nice thing. It still seems to be the tradition here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's growing more popular every year to do it again, kind of. I mean, I was totally nice. late doing it. Not everybody was of my generation, but it's all coming back. Right. That is that, good to see. It's like, it's, it is. it's like a popular thing again, basically, which is really nice to see. And I try to encourage it a lot during sure. the group yeah. Facebook every every autumn. And the papers are full of stories. And there is a there's association of the friends of the berry pickers who comes into the newspaper every year talking about where it's good to go and pick berries, nice. that kind of thing, which is really sweet. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, this is what the nation survived on. That's the only source of vitamins we had for, for, for hundreds berries. of years. Those, those two type of berries only. So the crowberry uh, and the bilberry. Bilberry. Oh, right. Yeah. It's two types of the bilberry or blueberry. And then another source, which is very traditional, is the, how do you pronounce it? Dulse, the seaweed? Dulse, dulse? yeah. Dulse. Sure. Dulse, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. 
So yeah. that has always or used to be uh, the source of minerals more than anything else. Mm-hmm. That tradition, people still eat it, and you can actually buy it in the corner store. You can buy the dough, the pack of fresh sort of soft dough still. Yeah. Wherever you go. But it's not as much as a tradition as the berries. I just had some seaweed in my food last night, and it did give me a nice little pick-me-up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe. Maybe I feed it a snack. It's soft to those, mm-hmm. and so it's like you buy that bag and you snack on it. All right, yeah. You snack on dry fish a lot as well. Yeah, you can a little like, salty. Buy yeah, salty dry fish and salty dose. Those mm-hmm. two things is like a traditional snack. Way better than Doritos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's very helpful. Thank you for sharing about what goes on in Iceland and these wonderful formulas that you've got. Uh, I want to remind the readers, or the readers, the, the listeners, listeners. <laughs> we're going to remind listeners that uh, Ana Rosa does have this wonderful book out in English now, The Icelandic Herbs and Their Medicinal Uses. And it is put out by North Atlantic Books, and we highly recommend it. Again, we do have a, uh, a review of it. And if you click on that link to get you onto Amazon to buy her book, then if you do it from our page, then we do get a small uh, thank you from it. And that helps support us at uh, uh, Real Liberalism Radio. Um, if you want more information, you can check her Facebook page and she also has a website and you can also check our, our show notes on real herbalism radio. Uh, we have links to recipes and how to's and our own eBooks. And if you really want to find out more, also check out practical herbalist on Facebook, on Pinterest and on Twitter and our website. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, all the way from Iceland. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. The show is brought to you by Hunter Creation, helping you find print and online marketing solutions that fit your needs. Visit them at huntercreation.com.